Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Are we, can everybody hear me now? Can everybody hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Wherever you are in the world, can you hear me now? If you can hear me, just type, we can hear you. Prophet Elias, we can hear you. Everybody hears me now? Perfect. Uh, that was very strange. We just had like a strange thing where all our microphones just got interrupted. But God is good and we are back now. Amen. Uh, excuse me, I believe everybody can hear me now. Amen. Let me see on YouTube. Can you make sure YouTube people can hear me? And then, uh, okay, we can hear you. Amen, amen. Perfect. Loud and clear. Okay, listen to me and listen to me well. Okay, I want you to listen to me and, and I want you to listen to me the best way that you can. We are living in a time that is very, very, very dangerous in the sense that there are so many insecurities. There are so many insecurities. There are so many things that are happening around us. That if you are a child of God, and you do not have the power of God, you are in trouble. The Bible says the yoke will be broken because of the anointing. So it is the anointing that is breaking the yoke. But how do you receive the anointing? You see, right now, there are so many things that are happening in the dark that Satan and spiritual wickedness in high places are taking advantage of. Number one, the enemy is taking this opportunity to try and impose the world, one world government stuff. Mm. They are trying to do this whole 5G thing, which is very, very dangerous, and a lot of people are not even informed about it. But the point is, there's a lot of wickedness that is going on. I was watching a video today, and uh, Bill Gates was saying that, you know, they need to find a way to actually know who is vaccinated and who is not vaccinated and uh, by doing so they 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 will make sure that l large gatherings don't come together ever unless there's proof of vaccination wow. that means that they're trying to stop you from being in church because we all know yes there's vaccinations that have saved life but you're gonna not vaccinate the whole world or force people to be vaccinated that that is just demonic in itself number two they don't even know the side effects of what they are putting in people because remember this virus from the beginning i've been telling you that this virus is not is not found in nature this was man-made this was demonically manufactured and they are taking advantage of it so you have to understand that you know you have to really, really understand as a child of God that this is the time to truly carry the power of God. Amen. Amen. A believer without the anointing is like a soldier in the middle of a war with no weapons. In the center of a battle with no weapons. It's like you're in the middle of a fast, uh, of, of maybe, I don't know what war, but you're in the middle of wars 
and people are throwing rockets back and forth and you're in the center of it but you have no war but you have no weapon but you're saying you're going to war so it is the most dangerous thing for a child of God to walk without the power of God I love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 he says this he says the kingdom of God is not a matter of words it's not about speaking it's about demonstrating the power of God so some people have this idea and thinking that God has selected people that should be more powerful than others some should carry the power of God more than others but that is not the mind of God God wants everybody to have the power of God how can you represent the kingdom of God with no power doesn't make any kind of sense if you look at the history of how the Lord Jesus operated, when he sent his disciples two by two, before they even received the Holy Spirit, they already had power to deal with demons. So from out of the gate, the Lord releases power on his disciples before they even received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The anointing was already, the charisma was already working. Wow. The power of God was already moving on them. That they came back that they were shocked that demons could obey them. In fact, Jesus would let them cast out devils before he prayed. Jesus was only, he got to a stage where the Lord Jesus only prayed for cases that they could not solve. Wow. So when they would bring sick people to Jesus, Jesus would say, Peter, pray for that one. John, pray for this one. So and so, pray for that one. It was only cases that were beyond them that were brought to the Lord Jesus that the Lord Jesus actually took care of. How many of you that are watching right now, the Lord can actually say, okay, you deal with this one, then when you can't, then you bring it to me. Almost every believer that is watching, not all, but almost all, will always come to Jesus. Ah, Jesus, you have to do something. Jesus, you have to do something. Yet the Lord Jesus said this. Yeah. Let us read this really quick, quickly. Let us read this quickly. Go to uh, um, the book of, uh, go to Matthew no, uh, I go to Matthew, yes. Matthew, go to Matthew. Go to Matthew, let me find it. I know I have it here. Go to Matthew chapter 17. Uh, hold on. Uh, um, uh, I thought I had it here. Give me one second, I'll give it to you right now. I think this is, I believe this is going to really help somebody understand something. Amen. There is a price. There's a hundred percent something you can do to walk in the power of God. Matthew 16. Matthew 16, verse 17 to 18. Matthew 16, verse 17 to 18. Amen. Mm -hmm. And Jesus answered mm -hmm. and said unto him, mm -hmm. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, mm -hmm. for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, mm -hmm. but my Father which is in heaven. Verse 18. Mm -hmm. And I say also unto thee, mm -hmm. that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Mm -hmm. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
Now, you have to remember something here. I want you to capture something. Read 18 again. What does it say? It says, mm -hmm. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, mm -hmm. and upon this rock I will build my church, mm -hmm. and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Notice this. Peter was already a rock. Remember, his wow. name was the rock. Wow. That's, that's another name of Peter. Mm. His other name was the rock. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Jesus is saying, again I say unto you, mm -hmm. you are the rock that I will build my church on, mm -hmm. and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Wow. You are the rock I will build my church on, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. God can never empower something that has not become the good foundation. Meaning there is a price for you to pay for you to be a good foundation. I don't know if you can hear me. There is a price for you to pay for you to be a good foundation. Because Jesus is not saying I will make you a rock. In fact, there is nowhere in the Bible that God says I will make you a rock. He says I am the rock. Notice Peter out of all of them was the most stubborn. Betrayed the Lord. Yeah. Told Jesus you will never be crucified. In fact, Jesus had to rebuke a demon out of him. Mm. But he was already a rock that the gates of hell would not prevail by reason that Christ will build his church upon him. Yeah. So you have to understand this, children of God. There is a price there is a price that every believer, that everybody has to pay in order to walk with God. If you cannot pay that price, you will not have the power of God. You'll be a Christian, you walk with God, but you'll never have the power of God. So the question is, how do I receive the power of God? Some of you, you're watching from home. You're watching me from home. I, I want you, I want you to, to think of this. Because you're noticing there's a certain posture. There is a certain positioning. That the anointing is meeting people. Wow. That's good. So God wants to pour his power out. And God has poured his power out. The question is, how do I position myself to receive the power of God? Amen. Let me tell you what the anointing does. When the apostles were told, you see right now, they are telling everybody to stay home. Which is fine. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. They are telling everybody you ought to stay in the house. Don't go outside. In about a week, almost two weeks, things are going to spike up. Remember I told you this, and I'm saying it now. Things are going to spike up. They are going to reinforce people staying home. It will not last. They will take it away. 
their states and their nations. They are going to reimpose it. They are going to make it like, hey, you absolutely can't leave the house because of how crazy it's going to become. But it's okay. We are not afraid. A thousand may fall at our side. Ten thousand on our, on our right shall not come near us. We are confident Amen. in God. Amen. So you have to understand this. <laughs> Somebody says, the, there, there is a price, Papa. In order to reign with him, you must suffer with him. No, we don't need to suffer. <laughs> That's why you need to listen. <laughs> There's no suffering that you, you, it means if we suffer with him, then we can suffer for him, but not with him. It means that we are carrying what Jesus carried and Jesus, we can do what Jesus did. Amen. That's not the point. Mm. But I will explain it. Amen. So I, 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 are you catching what I'm saying here? Yes, Papa. What if when they say, stay home, or else it's going to be trouble. But God tells you, I want you to go and stand in the middle of so-and-so street, and I want you to preach the gospel. Just start preaching, Jesus loves you. This will pass, and this and this, but you know that you have the risk of being arrested and thrown in jail. How many people are going to do it? The truth is not many people are going to do it. Actually, maybe 0.1%. Because people don't like to suffer. It's true. It's true. I, I'm just being honest. Yeah. I'm being very honest. Yeah. The disciples, after Jesus had resurrected and went up to heaven, Peter and John went to the temple to preach, to, to pray. They found a person, a beggar at the gate. And they were already banned from preaching about Jesus. Banned. Mm. Wow. If you are caught, you are thrown in. They were banned from preaching or speaking about Christ. They went and healed somebody. And they were arrested for healing somebody. Mm. They were beaten. I'm not saying they were served justice. They were beaten, seriously. Tortured, beaten. And then they were told, don't speak about Jesus again. But when they left, they went and gathered together with the apostles. They counted it joy that they were punished for the sake of the gospel. Now, somebody to be happy yeah. that they are suffering from God, for God. Notice they did not rejoice because people are going to know them that they are great men of God. They did not rejoice because people are going to be like, wow, who is like these guys? Look, yeah. they actually suffered for... You see, right now yeah. there are people who are trying to, to get credit. Mm -hmm. Some people are bringing self-persecution on them, on themselves. There are those who will be persecuted truthfully. And there are those who are seeking self-persecution. God did not send you outside, but you just want to go and preach. 
Yeah. Uh, are you getting what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes, yes. So they were beaten seriously. They came back, they were happy that Lord, you saw us worthy to actually be able to shake the foundations of these people. Mm. But when they got home, they prayed. They said, Lord, stretch your hand again and prove that Jesus is the son of the living God by performing even more wonders. The moment they were saying that the power of God came upon them and they received boldness. So somebody who does not have the anointing cannot be bold. There's a boldness you won't have. There's a video I watched uh, a, a few years ago. There was a woman who was, uh, she owned like a store or something. And a thief came in with a gun, told her, hey, move and, and, and out of the register. And the woman looked at her, spoke in tongues, said, put that gun down. Put that gun. The guy pushed the, the trigger. The gun did not fire. The guy dropped the gun and ran. You see, you can't do that stuff if you have fake anointing. For somebody seeing a gun, say, put that gun now in the mighty name of Jesus. Rakabakataya. It will not work. They shoot and it doesn't work. They will throw the gun in there. You can't, if you don't have real anointing, you can't do that stuff. That's not something you experiment. I don't know if you're catching what I'm trying to say here. You cannot have $2 anointing cannot do that. One hour prayer anointing cannot do that. Acquaintance with God anointing cannot do that. There was a prophet from the Congo back in the 18th, I believe, 18th, uh, in the time of independence of the Congo, a long, long time ago. His name was Simon Kimbangu, Simon. His name was Simon, and his last name was Kimbangu. And this man was so anointed, so powerful, a true prophet of God. It was the time the Belgians were really oppressing the Congo. They arrested him, threw him in prison. An angel will appear and he would disappear and be in his house. They, they locked him in the cell with chains, but then they would go to his house and find him in his house. <laughs> I don't know if somebody's catching what I'm trying to say. We're catching. Let's see. Let me tell you something. The power of God does not come upon a person. The price is not fasting. Wow. If you read in the scriptures, everywhere fasting has ever been mentioned, fasting has been mentioned by humbling your soul. It's a way of humbling before God, a way of opening up your flesh for the spirit of God to, for you to be more sensitive spiritually. Fasting has the ability to change the mind in the sense that it can reform the mind because if you go through fasting after the first day, the second day, something changes in your mind. You start to realize that food is overrated. So you have the capacity to push beyond natural bounds because you know that what I used to fear cannot destroy me. But fasting does not change God, cannot change the mind of God. It benefits us. It does not benefit God. So fasting, even though it could be a place that God can meet you, but fasting does not produce the power of God. People read what Jesus said to the apostles the wrong way. When Jesus looked at them and said, this kind come by out but by fasting 
by prayer and fasting or fasting and prayer. But you need to read the scripture again and understand what happened. The disciples came to the Lord Jesus and asked him, Lord, why couldn't we cast this demon yeah. out? Yeah. Now you have to remember the nature of that demonic force, son. Listen to this, son. This is very powerful. Mm -hmm. Jesus had just come from the Mount of Transfiguration. He just came from meeting Elijah yeah. and Moses. When he came from the mountain, Elijah and Moses released something in Christ because Elijah was the prophet that came to prepare the name of the, the way of the Lord, even through John. That's why the Lord Jesus said, this John that you guys call John is not John. This is Elijah. Wow. This is Elias. That's what he told them. You guys are calling him John. This is not John. This is Elias. Meaning that John the Baptist had the spirit of Elijah. Meaning the spirit of Elijah was in him. Mm. Wow. But this is another subject. I'm not going to speak about this level of impartation. But I'm going to fly through it. Mm -hmm. So John is the one that unlocked heaven for the Lord Jesus. That the ministry of Jesus will be released. So you also know that Elijah... When you think about Elijah, what do you think of according to scripture? Fire. You think about fire. Mm -hmm. The demon that Jesus had to rebuke out of that child, mm -hmm. the father said this spirit threw the boy in fire and water to kill him. Yeah. Mm. So Jesus is coming from the mountain. He's meeting a prophet of fire. Yeah. Elijah, even though he fasted, Elijah was not known for fasting. Elijah was known for prayer. Wow. But then there was another prophet that Jesus was on the mountain with. Remember, Jesus came to fulfill the law. Yeah. So he had to meet the one who ordained the law, mm -hmm. who was Moses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is meeting with Moses also on the mountain. And the, word, the name Moses literally means the one that was drawn out of water. Moses literally means the one that was drawn out of water. The one that was drawn out of water. So Jesus is dealing with somebody that was drawn out of water yes. and one that was known for prayer. One is the prophet of water, mm -hmm. controlled the element of water. The other one controlled the element of fire. One was deep in prayer. Yeah. Moses was deep in fasting. Whoa. So when Jesus is telling them, this kind uh -huh. only come out by prayer and fasting. What do you think he's telling you? You cannot do these things until you have impartation from people who can do it. Wow. He was not talking about fasting. How many people do you know that are fasted they could not cast out demons? I know so many. I was casting out demons since I was six years old. Never fasted in my life. Not because I'm great. The grace of God, obviously. Wow. Facebook, are you there? I want you to share this because I want to help somebody to learn something. I'm not talking about $2 anointing where people just shout, come out, come out, come out. They shake people. <laughs> Listen, I've been in places whereby... I've prayed for Hindu people that didn't even know that I'm a believer. Mm. 
We are in a session uh, when I was uh, actively producing music. We are in a uh, session. Mm -hmm. uh, people are talking, uh, you know, people just start talking about God. I say, ah, I like this conversation where it's going. <laughs> <laughs> I get into the conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, they're talking. Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Guys, let's pray. And when we would hold hands and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, people start. People who don't know what anointing is know nothing. People are being delivered. I've had, I've, listen, I've had people, this is, the, those who are around me, they know. People who never even knew who Jesus was. One of my sons, Josiah, that plays guitar. Yeah. That's how he met me. He was just like, I, I, the first time I prayed for him, the power of God hit him so much, the demon that was oppressing him left, left him. From that day, he began to look for me. For years, he didn't get to see me until years later, he came and encountered me. Again, he said, you know, I've always remembered how you prayed for me and how the power of God. There are people from the music business that still write me till now. They're like, man, what was that? <laughs> what I'm trying to explain to you is that there are dimensions in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Just because you fasted doesn't mean you're powerful. Mm. In, fast, yeah. in fact, you can fast and a demon possesses you. Whoa. Uh-huh. Because remember, you're open to spirits. Spirits. Gosh. Not just the spirit of God, but you are open. So if your intention of going into the fasting was wrong, what do you think would happen? Because remember, to engage the spiritual realm, you have to engage the spiritual realm in its fullness. The Lord Jesus was in the middle of fasting. Lucifer came. Ah, somebody's not hearing me. The Lord Jesus is in the middle of fasting. He's finishing fasting. The first encounter was not an angel. It was a demon. <laughs> the first encounter. Are you listening to me? My son, are you listening? listening? Are you listening? The first encounter was not an angel. Wow. The first encounter was not you are my beloved son. Yeah. Hmm. The first encounter in the midst of fasting was a temptation. <laughs> I wish somebody could hear me. YouTube, are you there? I wish more people would share this so that they can understand. Ruby Parker, God bless you. God bless you. Are, are you catching what I'm saying? We're catching. So there is a price. Mm. There is an absolute price. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you one of the biggest misconceptions that Christians have. Mm. Hallelujah. The Lord is so good and the Lord is so great. Amen. There's a big misconception that believers have. Hmm. Listen to me, son. Mm -hmm. The biggest misconception Christians have, they believe in things being free. Whoa. When Jesus was telling the disciples, he told them this, he told them, mm -hmm. go into the city, don't carry your wallet. If anybody gives you a glass of water, leave your blessing with them. If they receive you well, re leave your blessing with them. Mm -hmm. But if they also don't receive you, it is worse for them than the city of Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah. It will be worse for them than Nineveh. 
Wipe your dust, wipe the dust off your feet and take your blessing with you. So the anointing that you receive, there's a way somebody needs to receive it or else they can't get it. Now people read what Jesus said to them. Freely you received, freely give. Jesus was talking about salvation. The only thing that doesn't cost me and you is salvation, but it was not free. The Lord had to pay for it. So the Lord Jesus still had to pay for salvation. We receive it for free. But is it really for free? It's not. It cost him his life. He, he gave up his life so that we can live. So we got it for free. But salvation was not free. That's good. That's good. Is somebody understanding this? So people have this. Believers have stopped maturing. They have stopped growing. They have stopped becoming what God wants them to be because of the mindset of things being free. Listen to me. Help us, Lord. Listen to me. My son, Prophet Frank Moses, God bless you. Listen to me and listen to me well. Nothing is for free. Somebody has to pay for it. There's a great prophet that was in America many years ago. His name was William Branham. Prophet William Branham was so powerful. Prophet William Branham was so powerful. But when he left the world, nobody received what he had. Nobody received what was in him. I really believe that William Branham had the spirit of Elijah. I believe that. The the Brahamites perverted his doctrine. But William Branham himself preached the Lord Jesus in fullness. But when the great prophet of God passed away and died, this man, do you know how how he died? He was in a car accident Mm -hmm. with his, his wife, was in another car. I believe they were in the same car, another car. And the wife was tossed out and he was tossed out. And his son came to get him. He asked, where is mom? He said, mom, mom is dead. He's on the other side. He said, bring mom's body close. They brought his wife's body close. He touched his wife. His wife came back to life and he gave up his spirit. That's the kind of man this guy was. William Branham was too deep, was too dangerous. But when he died, nobody received what he had. Do you know why? Because he called everybody, brother so-and-so. He didn't even like to be called prophet. He would say, I am brother, I am brother Abraham. So because he masked himself so much in humility, because he was a very humble man. But the problem was this. This was the issue. Nobody ever paid the price to take what was in him. He died and left with it. Right now he's in the grave. His body is in the grave. His spirit is in heaven. His body is in the grave. There is anointing in that bones that nobody ever took. There's another man called A.A. Allen. Mm-hmm. Prophet Branham actually, A.A. Allen actually appeared to me. Wow. One time I'll talk about it. But this is another man of God that died. Nobody had what he's carrying. Wow. Catherine Kuhlman. Catherine Kuhlman, powerful woman of God, did dangerous things. Mm -hmm. 
Benny Hinn used to set up chairs in Catherine Kuhlman's ministry. One of the workers of Catherine is the one that went to Benny Hinn and said, what she carries, the Lord said, I should pray for you to receive pap and took what was in Catherine. So when Catherine passed away, Benny Hinn's min healing ministry is not his, it's Catherine Kuhlman's anointing that he's using. But notice, he set up chairs. <laughs> Listen to me. You, there is a price that has to be paid. There was another one that was even deeper than all these people that I've mentioned. She was a woman. Her name was Maria Woodward Etta. Oh, this woman will get into the city. First of all, she paid a big price. She lost children, died. A husband cheated on her, married the right husband, the husband died. She went through different kind of things. But the woman was so anointed by God. She would enter a city, 60 miles radius, people would fall down. They would just be, what, 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 what is happening? Yeah. The atmosphere would be filled with the fear of God. You see, the anointing caused something. The anointing on, this, on the Lord Jesus cost something. Yeah. He had the grace to come and serve God. He was God in the flesh, mm. but he had no shortcuts. He had to serve his father. Mm. He had to go to church. Mm -hmm. He did every single thing that he even went to John to baptize him yeah. before he could even start his ministry, mm -hmm. before he even performed any miracle. Before he ever did anything. There is a price to pay. Listen to me children of God. There is a price to pay. I'm here to tell you about the price. To receive the power of God. There is no Amen. time that demons are manifesting physically now. How does a. Because you are a billionaire. Obviously when you have money. You have influence. Yeah. But what does Bill Gates really have to do? You are not elected any office or anything like that. You are saying how people should not be allowed to gather together. And, and how people need proof of vaccination. Globalizing all these things. That is why some of you don't understand this, this health care for all. You don't understand. <laughs> health care should be a human right. Do you know what it would take to give you free health care? You think it would be for free? Obviously, we want everybody to be healthy. Yeah. But do you really think, why will they track that you have health care for free? Do you think it will be cards? <laughs> you, <laughs> you see, the demonic ideas, let me explain to you something, why you need the power of God. Amen. The clothes you wore today, what you wore right now, mm. you didn't know where because you wanted. A spirit made you wear that. You're looking at me right now. You're watching. Hey, Prophet Lovi is on. Prophet Lovi Elias is on. Let me, let me see how, uh, uh, let me watch him. Oh, I feel like I should watch. Oh, I'm going to wear a blue suit. I'm going to wear a black suit. I'm going to wear this. Yeah. There is no decision you have ever made in your life without a spirit influencing you. Whether it's the spirit of God or, or it's a demonic spirit. Every single thing you do, there is a spirit behind it. Wow. I'm going to say that again. Let me prove to you scripturally. Mm -hmm. 
go to verse, the same book, mm -hmm. go to verse 15. When Jesus is asking them, who do you say that I am? Is it 15 or where is it? Verse 15. Uh-huh. Matthew 16, mm -hmm. verse 15. Mm -hmm. He saith unto them, mm -hmm. but whom say ye that I am? Mm -hmm. Verse 16. Yes. And Simon Peter answered mm -hmm. and said, mm -hmm. thou art the Christ, uh -huh. the son of the living God. Uh-huh. Verse 17. And Jesus answered. Listen to the Lord Jesus' answer. And said unto him, uh -huh. Blessed art thou, mm -hmm. Simon Barjona, mm -hmm. for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, mm -hmm. but my Father which is in heaven. So who made Peter speak? <laughs> wow, God. Who put those words in his mouth? God, the Spirit of God. I, I, I don't know if you're if you're capturing wow, this. Wow, wow, wow. I, are you getting this? Yes, Papa. That's deep. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, it's deep. Are you catching what I'm saying? Let me show you another verse. We're catching. Matthew chapter 16, verse 22 to 23. Matthew 16, 22 to 23. He just came from saying the same place, right? Mm -hmm. Remember, he just came from saying, what you are saying, it is because my father has spoken, has revealed it to you. Mm -hmm. So Peter was not using his brain. Yeah. He was not using his words. There was God Almighty, Jehovah was speaking. Right. Go ahead. 16.22. Then Peter took him. Peter took him, the same one that God spoke through. And began to rebuke him. And began to rebuke Jesus. Saying. Uh-huh. Be it far from thee, Lord, uh -huh. this shall not be unto thee. This is a very holy rebuke. <laughs> saying, Jesus is saying, the son of man shall die. The son of man shall be crucified. The son of man shall go through this. The son of man shall go through that. The son of man will experience this. The son of man will experience that. And immediately, he takes the Lord Jesus on the side and tells the Lord, Lord He's rebuking him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, when you people hear rebuke, you think in the mighty name of... Get, get, get. Mm -hmm. You think it's, uh, it's, it's in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He took him to the side and said it properly. Mm -hmm. He said, far, this be far from you, O Lord. Mm -hmm. Read what he said. Mm -hmm. Listen to what he said. Uh, and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord. Mm -hmm. This shall not be unto thee. Mm -hmm. Notice this. Jesus is saying, I am going to die. Mm -hmm. But the answer of Peter when Peter is speaking to the Lord Jesus sounds so pure yeah. because he doesn't want Jesus to die. Mm -hmm. This is his Lord. Mm -hmm. This is his master. Yeah. There has to be another way. Yeah. You cannot die. Mm -hmm. You cannot die. You can't die. So he's telling Jesus, you cannot die. Far, this will be far from you. You're not dying on the cross. You're not dying in any way. The world needs you. Yeah. Then Jesus says what? But he turned and said unto Peter, uh -huh. Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Notice, <laughs> a few verses, <laughs> a few verses, Peter is just coming from speaking under the, in, the influence of the Spirit of God. Wow. Jehovah spoke through him. 
a few verses down, yeah. Jesus is telling people how he came to die on the earth. Yeah. And Peter is saying, ah, you will not die. Far from you. Jesus is saying, get behind me, Satan, because you don't like the things from God. Mm-hmm. Let me explain to you. Mm-hmm. Let me explain to you something. Mm-hmm. This shows you that Peter had no understanding of what he said in the earlier verses when he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus proves it by rebuking the demon out of him later. Mm. How do we know that? If he knew that he was the Christ, he would have known the purpose of the Christ because the Messiah was coming to die. The Messiah was coming to die. The Messiah was not coming to live. The Messiah was coming to die. But here he is telling the Messiah, you shall not die. It means that Jesus immediately knew there is another spirit speaking. Get thee behind me, Satan. But it was not Peter. He was talking to the spirit that made Peter speak. When the right spirit spoke through Peter, Jesus congratulated, said, this is my dad. I know my dad's voice. When the spirit spoke, even though it sounded good, saying that you will not die, far be this from you. Trying to appease the human side of Christ, the Lord Jesus knew and said, Hey, Satan, I know you. You don't like things from my father. Get out of here. Wow. That is to show you that there is no decision. I wish somebody could hear me. I don't know if I'm on this camera or that camera or which camera. I, I want you to hear me and hear me well. Listen to me. We're listening. Catching. There is no decision you have ever made without a spirit being the influence of it. Either the spirit of God or a demonic spirit. Even the clothes you wear. Even the food you eat. <laughs> you have never done it by yourself. Aish! Let me show you, let me prove to you this. I'm, I'm showing you something because I want you to understand that just because the Holy Spirit spoke through you doesn't mean you're anointed. Wow. Because there's a price to the anointing. This is deep, Papa. This is deep. <laughs> ah. Go to Genesis, Exodus. Exodus chapter 9, Exodus chapter 9, mm-hmm. Exodus chapter 9, and I want you to go to verse 11 to 12. Amen. Mm-hmm. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils. Mm-hmm. For the boil was upon the magicians Mm. and upon all the Egyptians. Verse 12. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, Mm -hmm. and he hearkened not unto them, Mm. as the Lord had spoken unto Moses. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who made Pharaoh not let the people go? The Lord. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? We're catching. Wow. Moses had to go and complain to God and say, Lord, uh-uh. But, but you told me to tell him. Then God said, no, no, I'm trying to show Pharaoh that I'm God. <laughs> wow. 
So Pharaoh would have let people go a long time. The first miracle that Moses performed, Pharaoh was ready to let them go. But God hadn't decided. Wow. I wish somebody could hear me. Wow. I wish somebody could hear me. Romans chapter 9 verse 18. Yes. Amen. Romans chapter 9, verse 18. Mm -hmm. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, uh -huh. and whom he will he harden. Hardeneth. Uh -uh. So God can harden you. Wow. I thought you have free will. <laughs> wow. Another time we will talk about free will. Amen. <laughs> uh, mm. Exodus chapter 4 verse 21. I thought you had free will. <laughs> you too, are you there? <laughs> Somebody shout glory. This is too glory, much. Glory, glory. This, is too, this is extra too much. Uh, 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 uh. All those who are using super chat, keep, keep, do, keep using it. God bless you. God bless you. This is not for baby Christians. You see, people who don't read the Bible, people who don't read the Bible by the Spirit of God, they don't have revelation. Amen. I thought you had free will. You have only free will to choose against the devil, not against God. God can get anything. He's God. I thought you had free will. <laughs> That's why when people say, you know, I, 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 you know, I, 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 I have been running away from God. Uh, if God wants you, change your heart to serve him. <laughs> you people are not catching what I'm saying. Uh, but, uh, let me let me stop. I will talk about free will another time. Keep going. Exodus chapter four, verse twenty-one. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said unto Moses, Yes. When thou goest mm -hmm. to return in Egypt, mm -hmm. see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine hand. But I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. Who is making not the people go? So the reason why Pharaoh could not let the people go is because God had made his heart say, don't let people go until I say so. <laughs> wow. So the children of Israel are complaining against Moses. Moses, isn't this God more powerful? Moses. Wow. But Moses now is, when Moses went to complain to God is when God told him, by the way, I'm the one who hardened his heart. Listen, there is no decision you have ever made in your life that was not influenced by a spirit. Either God's spirit or a demonic spirit. There are clothes we wear on earth, heavenly inspired. There are things we wear on earth, demonic realm inspired. Tiffany Lewis, you are healed in Jesus' name. I'll read you one more, Joshua 11.20. I think we'll have time to talk about free will, what it really is. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> How many people would like that? If you'd like that, just type.
Let's do it, Prophet, one of these days. Let's do it, Prophet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Nicro says, Papa Lovia, I introduced my son to your teaching and he saw and and saw me watching you on a big screen and said, I like him, he's so cool. <laughs> Amen. We thank God. Are you there? Read it. Mm -hmm. Joshua chapter 11, verse 20. Mm -hmm. For it was of the Lord to harden their hearts, mm -hmm. that they should come against Israel in battle, mm -hmm. that he might destroy them utterly, mm -hmm. and that they might have no favor, but that he might destroy them, as the Lord commanded Moses. Verse 21. Are you getting what I'm saying? God is the one who made them their heart so hard so that they may resist so that he can completely destroy them. Utterly. Wow. Completely. Nothing left behind. <laughs> Sometimes you guys don't understand that people are fighting you because God is trying to wipe them out. Wow. I'll say that again. Some of you don't understand. God allows some demons to think they have a horn so that he can wipe them out. He's trying to make them really poke out and think they're in control and then slap them, pop, completely destroyed. This is what is going to happen in a few weeks. The reason why this thing is going to pass, listen to me, it will pass. There are evil agendas, but as long as you and me are on earth, trust me, trust me. There will be some pains here and there. There are things that will happen. Mm -hmm. But the plan of the enemy will never be in full effect as long as the righteous are on earth. When we will be raptured, then craziness can happen. Amen. Because God will never allow the just and the unjust to die together. No. Amen. 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 It's not Jehovah God. He will never do that. Are you catching what I'm saying? Okay. That is why it's so important. It's extremely, extremely important for you to understand and for you to carry the power of God. I'm going to give you principles that will release the power of God in your life. Amen. That will make you to walk in the power of God. Amen. That will make you to walk in the power of God. Right now, the whole world is confused, but there are people, there's spiritual wickedness in high places, but God gave us power over spiritual wickedness in high places. The Lord Jesus said that, that the plan of the enemy will never prevail against the church. Amen. So as long as the church is there, mm -hmm. the power of the enemy should not and has no power to prevail. Amen. But it is going to prevail in churches that don't have the power of God, because that means God is not there. Not people who talk about the power of God, but people who actually carry the power of God. As long as there's believers somewhere, I need people to keep sharing this. Whether you're on YouTube, you're on Facebook, wherever you are, I need you to really share this because 
God really wants somebody to hear these words. Keep sharing, keep sharing. As long as the church of Christ is on earth, Amen. as long as the redeemed of God are on earth, Amen. the kingdom of darkness will never prevail against the church. The church is not the building, you know that. The church is the body of Christ. So the, de the, the devil has no power to overcome the church. Remember, this is not the first time that the church is going to be persecuted. In the time of the apostles, they were persecuted. Yeah. There was other times that they were persecuted. Mm -hmm. What Hitler did, he was persecuting. Did the church die? We are the most persecuted religion in the whole world. Yeah. But our zeal and our desire for God, why are they not prevailing? Mm. Why is it every time they want to hash it, but it's, it can't die? Teach. They have taken some of our brothers and sisters, beheaded them on the beach to scare us to receiving a demonic religion, yeah. a satanic religion that kills mm -hmm. or receive. Enter into our religion or we kill you. We want people to enter into relationship. Amen. Amen. Come on, Papa. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Why are they not prevailing? I thought ISIS was going to be very scary. People are going to quit. But why didn't people quit? Yeah. In those same region, there are still people preaching. Mm -hmm. There are still people praying. Mm -hmm. There are still people reading their Bibles. There are still people doing this. Mm -hmm. It's because the, de the devil, no matter what he does, yeah. as long as the rapture is not, as long as we have not been caught up with the Lord, Amen. the plan of the enemy mm -hmm. will always hit roadblocks until we go. Amen. They will have all their infrastructure to do whatever demonic agendas they have. Yeah. But the reality is this. None of those agendas will come to pass as long as we are here. Amen. Amen. How can God say, yeah. whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Mm -hmm. But we are thinking the church is being prevailed mm. upon. Come on. Uh, uh, come on. Listen to me. Listen to me and listen to me well. Listen to me well. This is why we ought to have the power of God. Elijah was persecuted. He called fire from heaven. He proved who God was. This is our chance to make more people get saved if we can prove that God is real. Amen. This is the time the world needs to know that our going to church was never in vain. Is somebody catching what I'm saying here? We're catching. I'm not talking about $2 anointing. No, no, no. I'm talking about the real power of God. The real power of God. Amen. The real power of Jesus. The absolute power of God. The number one principle... Of receiving the anointing is this loving God with all your heart. That's good. That's real good. You don't receive the anointing from God mm -hmm. because you want to see people healed. God is still God even if people don't get healed. <laughs> let, me, let me tell some people some truths that is going to bless them in the long run. Bless them, Papa. 
God is still God, whether you receive Jesus or not. Remember, he was God before he created us, right? Yeah. So he's not defined by us. If he truly is God, he can never be defined by us. Yeah. But what moves the heart of Jehovah God is somebody that can love him genuinely and truthfully. The reward of loving God is the anointing. Sometimes also God tests people with the anointing. God does not tempt you, but he can test you. There are men of God and women of God watching me here. You pursued God, say, Jesus, I love you. And you, and you prayed and God gave you a $2 anointing. You started seeing people healed. You became major prophet to the nation. The love of God died. <laughs> you became, if I pray for you, me, I am the man of God of our time. Pride entered you and God saw you. See, he didn't love me because the anointing made you change your mind. Your relationship changed. It became about you and no longer about him. You know, David was loved by God so much. Do you know why? Not because he was perfect. Not because of what people think. Not for the reasons people think. David always remembered where God took him from. God made him king. He reverenced God more. Even through his mistakes, he still pursued God more. He wanted God. Yes, you gave me the throne, you gave me this, but I still want you. So God continually increased him. When he killed Goliath, he did not become prideful and say, Me, Saul, you are trying to kill me. I will show you that I'm anointed of God. I will kill you. He never st stopped calling Saul the anointed of God. He feared God so much because he loved God. He knew that if God has loved a person, even if he's angry with him, it's not my place to come in between. I'm going to love them as if him and God are in good terms mm -hmm. because I don't know their relationship, because I know God does not invest in a person and just let it go like that. David knew this. Mm -hmm. David was very intelligent. He always called Saul my Lord and the anointed one of God because he understood if God poured his love into somebody, mm -hmm. he doesn't just get rid of it. Some of you, you're watching here right now. You've seen some pastors being arrested for having church. I saw a video of a pastor being arrested for having church. And some people are commenting, ah, he's a fool. How could he do that? He's in danger. What if God told him? Do you know what trouble you just put? Now, you're, now there is a fight between you and the spirit that is in that man, which is the spirit of God. Nobody can deliver you from that. So loving God is understanding. Anything to do with God, uh -uh, that's between God and them. Me, I'm going to stick to loving you. Some of you, you have no fear of talking about men of God. Women of God, believers, ah, ah, that means you don't love God because if you love God and you know that all men are made in his image and likeness, even if they are not believers, even if they are not believers, when you love God, you know that they are his image, you will love them. 
God does not send you to take care of something because it's a service. God makes it your burden because you love him. It's like when people get married, even when David, ah, Lord Jesus, it was just at the tip of my tongue and my spirit went somewhere else. When God desires to lift you, he puts his burden in you. When you truly love him, God begins now to share his burden with you. There are Christians that pray, but your prayer is never powerful because God never gave you a burden. People in need cast their burden on God. The people that God loves, he puts his burdens on them. Because I want you to understand this. There is no, there is no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The will of God on the earth can never be performed without a man. That is even why for the Lord to save men, he had to come as one of them. He had to come with everything that a man is. He had to come as a man. Because only the will of God can only happen through men mm. on the earth. The devil also uses human beings. Yeah. But he can also use other things. But his majority weapon is human beings. Just like God. Because man was given the earth. If the devil shows up and says, I am the devil, follow me, uh, you will run away. Even if you're not a Christian, you will run. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but if he uses a person that you reverence, you will follow because he's like you. Mm. Wow. So the Lord puts his burden. He puts his burden on people that he loves. When you love him, when he sends you to pray for people, you pray with his heart, you don't pray with your heart. So you can invoke his anointing out of you because it is now your burden. It is as if it is yours. Some of you, the reason why God can never trust you with power, God has tested some of you. I don't like that person. Immediately you go and say, God says, I will punish them. You stand up and say, you, in fact, God told me he will punish you. You failed the test. Mm. You see, God told Moses, these people are hard-headed. I want to wipe them all out yeah. and make a new covenant with you. Some of you would have said, yes, Lord, have your way. <laughs> Moses stood and said, ah, ah, Lord, repent of this evil. How can you bring them out of Egypt? And bring them here so that you can destroy them. Yeah. This is not like you, Lord. No, Lord, you can't do that. It is wrong. Mm. And God said, okay, okay, okay. Go and correct them. Notice God purposely put Moses to be a mediator. Yeah. That's good. To not allow his anger to go on people. But some of you, you are so quick to curse people. Mm-hmm. Yet God was testing you. You thought God wants to send punishment. <laughs> I wish somebody would hear me. We hear you. We hear you. That's that deep. 
I wish somebody would really hear me. Yeah, we hear you. Some of you failed because you don't love him. Yeah. You don't understand the person that you're trying to really love. Yeah. God can absolutely test you. Is somebody understanding this? We understand. Some of you failed. You're quick to rebuke. That's why you find, <laughs> that's why you find, listen to me. Listen, I'm not a fake prophet. I really can see. It's true. Ask the people around me. Uh, I can really see. Very true. <laughs> but I never condemn people. Also true. I can't. If God wants me to correct somebody, I'll correct them. But I don't go out and start condemning people. I can't do that. Yeah. God will send me to correct people, to pass judgment on people, not because uh, I am better than them, mm. because there's a way God gives it. You know, and Jesus said, do not judge lest you be judged. Mm -hmm. He goes on to say, when you judge, make sure first that you take out the speck in your eye before you try to take it out of your brother. Mm. Make sure you judge in the same way what you're judging you're also taking care of. Notice Jesus is not actually saying don't judge. He's teaching you how to judge. Uh, wow. <laughs> he's teaching you how to. Can you have a judge in court that doesn't keep the law but he's trying to enforce the law? Yeah. Part of being a judge you have to go to school, you have to know the law, and you yourself have, you can't have records to be a judge. Yeah. You have to make sure you abide by the law. Yeah. Because even you who is trying to impose the law, if you break that same law, that law will fall on you even harder because you should know better. Right. That's true. So the Lord Jesus was actually teaching how to judge. He was not saying don't judge. No, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 16 actually says, Who has known the mind of God in order to instruct him or to judge him, but a spiritual man makes judgment of all things. Mm. But we do it remembering, mm, I make mistakes too. How can I correct my brother or my sister without making them feel like they're the worst, mm. but to reveal the love of God for them, knowing that I make a mistake too. And I could make the same mistake. Some people talk about people, oh, that pastor slept with this woman, that pastor slept with that woman. Thank God over here we are not like that. In our family we don't do those things. Oh, that person did that. Hey, that person went there. Hey, that person did this. Hey, that person did that. If you put them in the position that person was, they would do it worse than that person. Some of you, God just preserved you and did not put you in those positions. Like I remember I, I, I posted uh, 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 the, the faith versus fear thing. Mm -hmm. There was a man of God dressed in, in those, you know, the white garment man of God. He wrote something. He said, ah, these are the kind, this man of God, I know him. This kind of man of God, I know them. All they do is fornicate with married women. They take them. They also do this and that. He said very vulgar things. Mm -hmm. You know, they take them to the corner, do this and do that. And they... <laughs> Ah, 
I had, I had, that one I had to respond. I wrote him back. I say, hey, hey, hey. Did I do that with your mother, your sister? Because you sound like this is something that you actually do. You see, he's revealing his heart. There is no day, even if I don't like a man of God, there's no day I will write, ah, ah, these are the kind of men that fornicate with married women. Why did you not even start fornicate with single women? You went straight to married women. It means your mind is there. It means that's what you do. As a man thinketh so easy. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? I had to ask him, did I do this with your mother, your sister, your wife? Because I'm not understanding this. Are you getting what I'm saying? We're catching. <laughs> we get it. It's crazy. So somebody who has the love of God, there are some words that will never come out of their mouth. Mm. You be conscious of that love continually. So the way you speak to people, you will always think of it. Moses, a great prophet of God, spoke the wrong way to the people of God and never made the promised land. Not because he lied, not because he fornicated, not because he broke the commandment of God. He got angry at them and spoke the wrong way to them. And the people were wrong. It was not Moses. But Moses reacted in the wrong way as somebody who should have known God would have never responded. And God told him, hey, my friend, go on top of the mountain. He said to do what? He said, go and die. Huh? Yeah, go and die. Why? Uh, you're not entering the promised land. What? Then when Moses got to the promised land, got before the Jordan, across the Jordan, he went on the mountain. He actually prayed. He said, Lord, if it pleases you, your servant doesn't even want to live in the land. Just allow your servant to walk in the land that you promised. God told him, stop praying, go up the mountain, anoint iron and die. <laughs> God. Okay. God told him, stop praying, cut your prayer, stop it. You're not going. Simply because he addressed the people of God wrong. Yeah. And he was supposed to be somebody that carried the heart of God. Facebook, keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. I want you to share this a billion times, as many times as you can. Some of you, if somebody is less fortunate, you treat them differently. Mm -hmm. If somebody is fortunate, you treat them another way. Yeah. Somebody has money, you treat them this way. Somebody that has no money, you treat them that way. Yeah. Somebody who dresses well, you give them the best seat in the house. Somebody who dresses bad, you give them the wrong seat in the house. Yeah. Somebody of a certain caliber, you give them a, a, the best glass in your house. Somebody less privileged comes to visit you, bring out the cups that don't have no value. I have sons and daughters that are doing amazing things in the world, in film and in music. Yeah. One of my spiritual daughters uh, told me, you know, what I love about you is that you never treat somebody based on what they do. I think you were there that day. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I didn't even know how to respond because to me, everybody is the same. Yeah. It's true. You know, I know so many people in the entertainment business because I, I, I've, I've done it for so long. Yeah. Some of them still come to my house. 
But I never feel the need to post anything because to me it's normal. Mm -hmm. Not that it would be anything bad, mm -hmm. not that there's anything wrong with it, no. but it's just for me, that's me, my personality. I'm not saying that anybody who does it is wrong. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But what am I trying to instruct you and what am I trying to make you understand from this? The love of God makes you look at Matthew, the tax collector, and Zacchaeus who was stealing from the people, the same. Mm. Jesus never told Matthew, let me go and eat at your house. He said he would go and eat at Zacchaeus' house and he was worse than Matthew. Jesus always showed extra grace. I wish somebody would share this. This is good, Papa. This is good. Because the people God is going to send you to, the people that God is going to send you to, they're not people that are easy to love. Mm. So if you're going to love them with your capacity, you will kill them. You murder them. If you're going to love them with your capacity, ah, they might as well, Corona is better. <laughs> the way I see some people talk, I say, no wonder God never anointed you. He gave you two cents anointing. <laughs> and you have a mouth like this. What if he gave you some of what some of us have? Yeah. Lightning and thunder. <laughs> would we'll, we'll scatter the whole earth. Glory be to the name of the living God. So you have to understand something. I want you, Facebook, keep sharing. Facebook, keep sharing and sharing and sharing. So the number one thing is truly loving God. And I could go on and on and on with this one part, but maybe uh, I will go another time and really just speak what it means to love God. Amen. You don't measure that you love God because you worship him. You don't measure that you love God because you believe in him. That is why in the book of James it says you believe in God and you fear him well and good. Even demons fear him. In fact, they tremble. Yeah. You when you hear God, you don't even tremble. Devils tremble. Mosai. Mm -hmm. They shake. You don't even shake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so demons have a greater reference, re reverence of God than even Christians. Mm -hmm. Very few Christians do. Because you don't tremble when you hear God. Very few people tremble. They really know him. Mm, most high. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm the devil, but let me straighten out. Yeah, I believe in him. I don't love him. Mm -hmm. I don't follow him, but I believe in him. So believing God doesn't mean you love him. Wow. Reverencing God doesn't mean you love him. How many religious people do we know? Yeah. They will keep the Sabbath, even though you don't need to keep the Sabbath, because Jesus fulfilled the law. But the law controls them. They do everything right. Yeah. But they don't know God at all because they can't love their neighbor. Mm. Wow. So loving God, loving Jehovah God is reflected by how you treat your neighbor. If you can treat your neighbor the wrong way that you can see, how about a God you can't see? That's how God thinks about it. You know, I'm looking at people, you know, because right now everybody is a prophet. Everybody's posting end time prophecy. 
Here is not end time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm sorry to say this, Jesus, my Lord and Savior. I'm sorry to say this. These are the last days, but is it the end times? No. There's a difference. I was explaining, I was trying to explain to somebody that when the Bible says it took God to, uh, and on the first day, God did this, on the first day. Mm -hmm. But is it a day according to man or is it a day, a measure of talking about a season? Because right now we are saying we are in the last days. What does that really mean? Remember, it's been the last day since World War I. People thought that the end has come because this is the war that the Bible was talking about. Yeah. Then came World War II. This is definitely the end. Yeah, yeah. 1918 uh, 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 or something, I can't remember. Or uh, uh, what's it called? A uh, uh, hundred years and some, and some change ago. Mm -hmm. Spanish flu broke out. People said, this is the pestilence. God is coming. Some religions, even some, 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 uh, yeah, what not, uh, Jehovah's Witness and even what's it called, uh, Mormons, they, they, they made people, told people the day and the hour. This is the time of rapture. They sold everything. <laughs> the end didn't come. <laughs> so what does it mean when it says the last days? Yeah. It means we are in the seasons that we are about to cross over mm. from the time that it's normal to the time that the rapture happens. Because what will separate the last days and the end times is the rapture. Once the rapture happens, now we have entered a season called the end of days. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now we are in the last days. What does it mean last days? The Bible says, work while it is still day. Mm. Work while it is still day. For night is coming where nobody can work. Ah, so what day is he talking about? And what night is he talking about? Wow. Are you catching what I'm saying now? Catching. Is this making sense? Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is making sense. Son. Are you catching this? this work while it's still day. For night is coming where nobody can work. So when we were saying this is the, these are the last days. What are we saying? Mm -hmm. You know, you have to understand spiritual lingo. So a lot of people who want to speak about this is the end, the end. This is a distraction. I'm telling you the truth. It's some of the schemes to bring forth what the enemy wants. And some of those things will be implemented because of this. Mm. But it's still not the end of days. It's the last days. It's been the last days for the past I don't know how many. Since the Lord Jesus came on earth and left, which is more than 2,000 years mm. ago, it's been the last days. Yeah. The day of Pentecost marked in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. So before the Lord Jesus came, it was not the last days. When the Holy Spirit came, yeah. it was the last days. Mm, I'm giving you now the measure of what God is calling last days. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Yeah. So we know the last days. Yeah. Notice it says in the last days. So we are in the last days because we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Wow. So anyone who is telling you, ah, it's over. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not. That's why you're still here. You're teaching. Ah, oh, this is good. I don't know if people are catching this. We're catching. We're catching. 
I wish somebody could hear me and, and somebody would shout glory to God. Glory, glory to God. God. I wish somebody would hear me and shout glory to God. Glory, glory to God. God. Are, are you catching what I'm saying, everybody? Yes, yes, We're catching. Uh, Bishop, I had to call you for this one. I don't know, I don't know if, you're, if you're watching Small Small. The great prophet Glovis. I'm trying to, I'm speaking about the principles of receiving the power of God. Yeah. But uh, uh, I was also explaining to people what the last days mean and the end of days mean. Before Jesus came, it was not the last days. Remember, the Jews were waiting for the Messiah. So it was not the last days yet. Yeah. It was the time of waiting for the Messiah. When the Messiah came, mm -hmm. remember the New Testament does not begin when Jesus comes. Yeah. The real New Testament begins in the book of Acts. Wow. The book of Acts is actually the New Testament. When Jesus dies and resurrects, New Testament has begun. Before Jesus dies, it's still the Old Testament. Because the law has not been fulfilled. So we know the Old Testament is ending when the Spirit of God is poured out. Yeah. Jesus has ascended and he has sent the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's why Jesus, that's why the, the Bible says this. In the book of Joel, it says this. In the last days. So when the Lord Jesus died and resurrected, he said, gather together because my Father will send his Spirit. I will go and I will send you the Spirit. And then you will be my witnesses. Mm -hmm. Notice the Holy Spirit came in the last days. He did not start the last days. He came while the first days, while the last days are going on. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit came after Jesus resurrected. Yeah. So he did not come when the last days started. He came in the last days. Mm. It's like saying, I am coming in your house. I will meet you in your house. Yeah. Not I will meet you at the door of your house. The Holy Spirit did not start the New Testament. He came in the New Testament. Wow. He came within the covenant. Yeah. The rapture has not happened. We are still in the last days. <laughs> Come on. That is why the Lord Jesus said the beginning of sorrows. He says, when you see these diseases going on, when you see rumors of war, when you hear ah, mass control, they are trying to do this. He said, it's just the beginning of the pains, but the end is not yet. So you are still in the last days. In case you wanted to give up on your career and go on the mountain and become a monk. <laughs> Yes. Say say it, prophet. Say it, prophet. Say it. A lot of people actually did that before. Mm. Especially when they had this, uh, the beginning of these flus and things like that. People thought it was about to be the end. They ran to the mountains. <laughs> 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 ah. So my first principle that I gave you all mm. is truly loving God. Yeah. Amen. When you love God, it is proved by how you treat the people around you. So when you want to receive the anointing of God, God will test your love. How will he test your love? He will send you people that you cannot stand. Have you ever noticed when you fast, you're most irritated? <laughs> I wish somebody could hear me. Ah, 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 when you fast, there is a test that is between the fasting. To test how calm you can be. <laughs> All I'm trying to tell you is this. 
Notice the first time Jesus is coming out of fasting. He's not being received by power. He's being persecuted on his... He enters the temple, preaches a gracious word. The Bible literally says in Luke chapter number 4 mm -hmm. that they were marveled by the gracious words that he spoke, but immediately they opposed him. So my question to you is this. How much do you love God? That is the number one producer of God's anointing. Loving God is not worship. Worship is a result of loving God. Yeah. Oh, we're just going to love God now and worship him. You're lying to yourself. There's a teaching I'm going to do on, on worship at the appointed time of God. There are three dimensions of worship. The outer court worship, the inner court, and the holies of holies. You worship God based on your revelation. But the true worship that God is looking for is of the person in the holies of holies, not in the outer court and not in the inner court. He's looking for the holies of holies worship. Because true worship can only be expressed through the Lord Jesus. Somebody that has not had an experience with Jesus cannot genuinely worship God. Because you only worship him because of why he has done it. You see, people worship God because he is great. That's not why you worship God. That is praising God. Anybody can praise God. Even demons call him the most high. They are worshiping him. They are praising him. Wow. Wow. I'll say that again. Even demons call him the most high God. <laughs> Even demons call him the most high God. So they praise his name. They can't call him the devil because they are the devil. <laughs> they can't call him evil because they are the evil ones. The only name he has is the Mosai. <laughs> Even when he was scheming in heaven, he said, I will lift my throne higher than the Most High. Yeah. Stupid. Wow. <laughs> wow. So saying, God, you are great, even demons say it. Mm -hmm. They don't like him, but it's a fact. But they can't worship him because it's a response mm -hmm. to intimacy through Christ Jesus. That's why you find even the seraphims that worship God 24-7, they were not created to worship. Mm -hmm. If you read the book of Isaiah, it tells you something. They worship him night and day, mm -hmm. saying this. Holy, holy God Almighty, mm -hmm. the earth is filled with your glory. So they don't worship him based on heaven. They worship him based on his heart towards the earth. Yes. Wow. So you love God because you, you, you are wondering, why? Uh. Dust like me, you want to die for me. I don't even deserve it. Oh Lord, I'm not worthy. That's where worship comes from. Worship doesn't come from, you are great, you blessed me, you gave me this. Anybody can say that. But to see the why is somebody that has investigated the heart of God. That's where worship comes from. So a lot of people, that's why sometimes, to be honest with you, the worship songs I like to listen to, mostly they are old songs, hymns. Another night I was praying, the other night I prayed, played some few songs that, to me, they are real worship. Because you listen to the words, they are saying something. Mm -hmm. Some of you just hear, Spirit lead me where the eyes is upon us. And we go in the waters. 
and you think it's worship. That's not worship. You're asking God to lead you, you think it's worship. <laughs> we are not saying it's a bad song, but that's not worship. <laughs> Spirit lead me, Shara, ba, 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 ba. God is looking for. <laughs> you are waving your hands, throwing them to the sky, <laughs> saying, I'm worshiping. Mm, I feel the presence. And God feel it. So it's because we don't understand, you know? Mm, yeah. It's true. Wow. I, I, I wish somebody would catch that. Mm, that's deep. So the number one principle mm. is loving God genuinely in its, in, in, in its entirety and what it means. Yeah. Number two, I want you to go to the book of uh, Kings, First Kings. Mm -hmm. I want to show you something. In First Kings, I believe it's in First Kings. Prophet, I don't know if you have anything to add on, on the love of God before I give them another verse uh, under your grace. Uh, it's just very, very important for people to understand mm -hmm. that in the times that we are in right now, yes. it's only through your genuine love for God mm. that you are going to really be able to um, stay away from all the tricks of the enemy. Yes. Because somebody who doesn't have a true heart for God uh, mm. will always be susceptible to the deception that the devil brings to you. Yes. Because now you're looking at things mm -hmm. through your own desires and through your own um, mm. uh, wants and things like that. Mm -hmm. And that's what the devil likes to use against mm. us. The Bible says anyone that is caught into temptation is drawn because of his own loss. Mm -hmm. so let, let, to sorry to, sorry to, to cut you, prophet. You see, uh, 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 Deborah Jordan said, worship is having a personal relationship with God. Him leading you, where, where is it? I just saw it now. Him leading you and guiding you to all truth. That's not where worship comes from. I'm telling you, one day I need to do a deep teaching of worship. Amen. It sounds like worship, but it's not where worship comes from. It's way deeper than that. Worship is an experience of God's heart towards you. Not because he's a personal savior, but because you know why. Worship is in the why. When David was saying, who is man that you visit him? Who is man? His life is but a vapor. He was not saying that he's being led. He realized something that made him worship God. Worship is an experience of God's heart. Not because somebody can be with you and you still don't know their heart. If I send you a gift, mm -hmm. you can say, wow, thank you for this amazing gift. Mm -hmm. Or if I send you a gift, you say, you thought of me. You went out of your way. You have all these things to do, but you thought of me. Yeah. Why? That is worship. Mm. That's powerful. Uh, f f finish, finish, prophet. Finish, finish, yeah. great prophet. Uh-huh. Exactly, just just like it, just like you're saying, mm -hmm. it's, it's it's a knowing about the uh -huh. uh, the worthiness. Yes. Why, why God would actually give mm -hmm. everything up for you? Yes, exactly. Once, once you know that, 
you develop a certain identity and knowledge about your identity. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that, um, you give yourself um, um, a certain perspective mm-hmm. that everything I'm doing now is to honor the one who has chosen to love me, who has chosen. And the mm-hmm. Bible tells us that he chose us from the beginning mm-hmm. at the foundations of the world. That's even mind-blowing to me. That's where that, you see, that's the why. Prophet, you just hit it on the nail. That's where the why comes from. <laughs> you loved me before, so it's not even about me. <laughs> it's not even about me. <laughs> That's where it is. Ah, you are a deep prophet. Go to 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 16. Amen. First mm. Kings chapter 19, verse 16. Mm-hmm. And Jehu the son of Nimshi, shalt, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. Mm-hmm. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of, uh, of mm-hmm. Abimelo, mm-hmm. Uh, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. Notice this. When God told Elijah, mm-hmm. go and anoint Elisha, mm-hmm. he will carry on your work after you. <laughs> he made a cameo. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he he will he will anoint you will anoint him. Uh-huh. He will take over after you. When he went to Elisha and anointed Elisha, uh-huh. Elisha had a celebration with his family and left his family and went with him. Mm. Followed him. Mm-hmm. Elijah didn't tell him follow me. Elijah wanted to leave him. Yeah. Those who are still attached to their family identity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prophet. <laughs> people who are still attached to mommy and daddy. What people yeah. think. Mm-hmm. What will people look at me like? What is going to happen like this? What is going to happen like that? I promise you, you will never have the power of God. Mm. You see, when the Lord Jesus was ready to minister... He had to separate himself from his family. That's the first thing he did. He left his house. He left his family. They were the first ones mocking him. Say, go and show yourself at the temple so that people may know about you. Ah. Then he went on to say this, which is very, very interesting. Jesus is preaching. They come to him. They say, Lord, your mother, your brothers and sisters are here to see you. Jesus turns and says, my brother, my father, my sisters, my family are those who listen to my words and do it. Imagine if you're his mother. (laughs) Imagine if you're his mother. (laughs) Ha, my son. (laughs) You know, in Africa they will say, this breastfed you, you are talking to me like this. (laughs) God will punish you. Hi, Africa. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You are Lord forever. (laughs) Ah. But Jesus didn't care because he understood Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. He has has to be about his father's business. Some of you, you do it religiously. But God doesn't want you to do it religiously, you know. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're going to love your people. But do they have an influence, the ability to pull you from what God wants you to do? 
Some of you, if somebody just criticizes you, you start saying, I don't receive their words. Ah. <laughs> I bet you're going to be saying that so many times because some of us here, they say so many things about us all the time. Doesn't matter. I don't even need to reverse them. So if you're still influenced, remember God wants to make Abraham great. Mm -hmm. He tells him, leave your father and mother's house. Go somewhere, I will show you. Some of you, you are too attached with your life right now that God cannot anoint you for the life that is ahead of you. You are too attached. Remember Jesus goes to a, the Lord Jesus went to 12. They all followed him. But he went to the 13th apostle. <laughs> 13th apostle. And the man rejected him. Jesus said, um, follow me. He said, let me go and bury my father first. If, you're go, if your father is dead, what are you doing here? You know when there was a funeral, you <laughs> meaning his father was not dead. His father was on his way out. Wow. Jesus says, follow me. He says, ah, let me go and bury my father first. What are you doing here if your father is ready to be buried? Wow. Some of you, you are so busy serving things that have no eternal purpose. In order for God to give you something or to put something in your hands, you have to let go of what used to be in your hands. In order for God to put something new in your hand, you have to give up what used to be in your hands. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's so good. The Bible says that Jesus was made of no reputation. Some of you still want a good name. Wow. The devil will stain your name, but your dignity is what will clean your name. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some people who always talk about, this one is attacking me, that one is attacking me. To be honest with you, when you're really a man of God, you don't care about who's attacking you. It doesn't matter. They attacked Jesus. They will attack you. But some of them is because they're doing things that are actually um, giving people ammunition to come after them. Mm. And sometimes the people coming after them, they're right mm. because of some deeds. But the reality is this. Your name will be stained. They will come after your name. They will say things about you. Are you still attached to your old identity? I'm telling you this because this was my experience. non-artist, Grammy-nominated producer. I'm working with some of the biggest people in the business. God is saying, preach. I have no problem preaching, but what will they think of me? My publishers, my managers. And one day I woke up, I said, man, there is no eternal purpose in this. Why do I care? These are people that don't even care about me. God Almighty in heaven is the one who cares for me. And the Lord told me something. He told me, if you do what I give you to do, I will take care of everything in your life. You will never miss anything as long as you're in my purpose. 
Some of you men of God, and I'm sorry to say it, but I have to say it, you struggle financially because you still don't understand what the master wants you to do. Because heaven does not make provision for a project that he did not ordain. There is no government that is going to send money for a program they did not ordain. God won't send you anything if he did not send you to do something. He's not involved. It's just like you're going to cast out demons where God didn't send you. He's not coming. (laughs) He's not. It's not going to happen. And I'm saying this with a lot of love, by the way. This is why it's so important to follow the steps. My brother, Prophet Glovis, knows so well where we came from. He knows some of the things that we had to go through. But I will tell you this. Faithfulness is rewarded by God very, very handsomely. Yes. Very, very greatly. So, if you are attached to what you used to be, that includes the things that you love that don't produce any fruit. That's why I'm talking about your old identity. Come out of your father's house. When God told Abraham that he was telling him, come out of the mindset that was in your father's house. You have to let go of that. Come out of his tent. Come out of your people. God was detaching him from every culture that he picked up by being with these people. And God was going to give him a new identity that was going to become a nation. Some of you young men and women of God, and I am young too, that you want God to use you. And I'm speaking as a prophet. If you see, sometimes... When Elias is speaking, I can look at a a woman older than me that I should be calling mama. And I'll say, woman, it's not me. (laughs) It's the spirit that is speaking. Mm -hmm. To that spirit, she's woman. To Lovi, she's mother. To Elias, she's woman. Mm -hmm. Young people, listen to me and listen to me clearly. Listen to me and listen to me clearly. Stop copying people. Be inspired by people. Find your identity with God. Amen. When I sometimes, you know, I also sometimes will be on my feed and I'll see men of God also coming on doing. And sometimes I look, I say, hey. <laughs> you feel bad because you understand that even though God might have deposited a dose of greatness, it will never come to fruition. There are other things that are already blocking it because they added something that God never wanted. Do you think God wants another prophet love? God wants the spirit of love to continue, the tradition of love to continue, the humility, the things. But he doesn't want you to stand and speak just like me. He wants you to have your voice inspired by me. My son will always behave 
partly like me. He's my son. That's how he should be. Yeah. But he should not try to take everything like that. Then he loses himself. Mm-hmm. You can't fit. There's only one prophet love. Mm-hmm. There are not two. There will never be another. Mm-hmm. Try to sit revelation with me. You will die. <laughs> 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 you will not survive. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you can take that and God can take it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Be more. Come out of that mind- mindset, oh, every, like you look at the uh, men of God, they follow trends. Yeah. Everybody's following a certain trend. Everybody's wearing t-shirts, now I'm going to wear t-shirts. Everybody's looking cool now. Obviously fashion changes, that, there's nothing wrong with that. But you even see that they all preach the same. They all have the same message. Now in this time of crisis, go see their messages. Are you going to preach you're going to make it again? That idea you're going to birth. <laughs> so you <laughs> are you going to have props? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with props. <laughs> I've never used props, not demonizing it. Actually, one day I will. Amen. And I do props a lot in church, actually. I use people mm-hmm. because sometimes I like to explain certain things a certain way for people to visualize it and see it. Nothing wrong with that. But all I'm trying to say is this. If you don't get yourself in the identity that God has for you, you're in trouble. That brokenness, God really desires it. Number three, this is the one, the last one I'll give for today. This is the last one I will give, son. Today and maybe tomorrow, we'll do another part. Okay. We'll do, we'll do, I'll give seven. But today I'll just give three. Number three, who are you following? If somebody pours oil on you, but you have no one you're following, it means nothing to God. You see, I'm praying to God that I'll get to do this book. I really desire to write my book of encounters. I don't know when it will ever come out, but I would love to do it because the encounters don't stop. They will probably stop when I leave this world. Or maybe I can do a collection of them and put lessons around them that can help people. Maybe in that way. That would be great. No, in that way to help people based on the encounters that I had. Mm-hmm. But the third one, son, is this. Mm-hmm. Who are you following? Mm-hmm. Who are you following? Paul said, follow me as I follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Who are you following? That is such a big deal. If you want to know a tradition that is from the pit of hell, go find God for yourself. It's a lie from the pit of hell. There is no scripture that says go and find God for yourself. There's no way. They never did. Because somebody spoke to you. Uh-huh. 
God didn't come and say, get saved. <laughs> you had a message that convicted your heart. The Lord literally says, who will go for us? Who will speak for us? But you're trying to say, follow God by yourself. God is saying, who will go for us? Who will speak for us? That is the most demonic thing in that as it's like what Peter said. Mm. Far from you, Lord, you shall never die. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so precious and so holy. Yeah. Find God for yourself. Mm. How can you find somebody that you don't know where to find him? Do you go why don't we tell kids? Pick up a book and teach yourself. Go from first grade, second grade, third grade until you graduate. You can do it yourself. The books are right there. Will a child learn? No. no. Even if their interest is in reading, they still won't learn because you need an instructor. That's good. You will always need an instructor. Why don't children raise themselves? Some were raised by their mothers, some were raised by foster care, but the point is you are raised by somebody. Mm -hmm. Somebody had to put milk in your mouth and you went... <laughs> You're crying, yeah, somebody had to change your diaper. Yeah. You didn't, you are not uh, a day old, tan, 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 taking out your diaper, changing yourself, <laughs> going to the kitchen, getting milk, and ah, uh, ah. Uh. <clears throat> there is no human being that is self-sufficient. It doesn't work like that. I myself, as anointed as I am, I have a father. I have an instructor. Mm -hmm. You may have two dollar anointing, <laughs> mm -hmm. but you're already like you don't need anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Actually, the people who are not anointed are the ones that always want to be by themselves. Yeah. Somebody who can never follow somebody is evidence that you're not anointed. Somebody who's never ever anointed by God, they will never follow somebody because they don't understand the cost and the value and the dangers of carrying the anointing. One of the things that you have to understand about the anointing is this. It amplifies everything. So if you have characters that have never been fixed, they will be in their fullest maximum potential because the anointing is a magnifier. It magnifies everything. If you have last issues, not demons, mm -hmm. but you just like women, uh, you will love them 10 billion times. Mm -hmm. If you have stealing issues mm -hmm. or greed issues, <laughs> you collect offerings. <laughs> <laughs> Your greed for money will be, ah, wow. will be too much. And listen, I believe in giving more than anything. I really do, and I practice it dangerously. Dangerously. If you like, if you lie, the anointing will make you. Have you ever seen those people who sell cars? One thousand, ten thousand. I hear five. 
<laughs> your lies will be automatic because they will be anointed. <laughs> Remember the devil is a dangerous devil because of the anointing. <laughs> you'll be so quick simply because the anointing will magnify it also. If you have temper, <laughs> you'll be a machete who will slash people left and right, cutting people down. You! <laughs> <laughs> if you're also ignorant, your ignorance will be at the highest. Mm-hmm. Jesus, help us. <laughs> help us, Lord. Is somebody catching it? Somebody getting it? We're catching. Is somebody getting it? Glory be to the living God. So, so what is happening? What is happening is basically you need to be somebody that can be led. How can God lead you if you don't have the character of being led? It's not easy to follow God. You know, people think it's easy to follow God. So you practice with your father, your mother, your, 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 your leaders in church. Or, or, you know, if you can follow instructions no matter what. Okay, uh, my son Jojo asked a very good question. Can you read that, Jojo, on, uh, on Facebook? Mm-hmm. At what point mm-hmm. does, does the announcement amplify and at what point does it break the yoke? Okay. Now, character is not a yoke. That's behavioral. Mm. That has to do with your mind. Wow. The anointing cannot alter the mind. Only the word of God alters the mind and changes the heart. Mm-hmm. So the anointing is there to break. A yoke is something that has been put on you. So if the devil came and caught you and put something on you, the anointing will break that mm-hmm. which the devil put on, put on you. Mm-hmm. This is why some people, when even an example, somebody who has had a demon for a long time mm-hmm. and the demon cast out of them, those are the people you need to bring close. Because the demon was there for a long time. He taught them things that are in their character that needs to be corrected. So they need counseling, they need somebody that they can be around with good behavior mm-hmm. so that that old behavior, the satanic behavior can live. Because yeah. if that behavior remains, then the door for that demon to come back is always open. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's helping somebody. That's why some of you, you have people going to deliverance line every week, they are there. They are still rolling on the ground, foaming in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> But you cannot cast the soul out. <laughs> Forming in them. Oh, who are you? I'm from the river. <laughs> I, Lord Jesus, help me. Daddy, pray for me. I think I'm sinning. 
I'm just real. I'm just saying the truth. Every week you say who wants to receive the, or ded- rededicate their life to Christ. They're the first one. But brother, you were here last week. <laughs> Sister, but you were here last week. <laughs> but you were here the other week. Yeah, I just think I need to rededicate. <laughs> it's because something never changed in the mind. Ah, people rededicate their life to Christ every, uh, anyone who wants to, and in those, you know, sometimes I remember going to, like when I was younger, going to churches where there's not many people, like 10, 15 people, mm-hmm. you know, 10 people. Every week, who wants to receive their life, to give their life to Christ? Who wants to rededicate? It's the same people every week. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hi, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. <laughs> Next week, come on. <laughs> you have to ask yourself, is this a demon or is it their mind now? <laughs> because a demon comes out in the name of Jesus. This one is not going. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being very true. Remember, and you're talking to somebody who performs, listen. I cast demons out. I'm telling you the truth. You, you, those who know my ministry know my ministry. Demons don't play with me. Hey, they fear me because they know who I am. And this is something that is very true. Amen. Yeah. I, ah, demons, demons are ours. Those are things that we don't even worry about. Uh, it's true. Ebenezer Memo said, can anointing be used negatively on motive? Absolutely. A man of God can use the anointing the wrong way. A believer can use the anointing the wrong way. It's very possible. I'm just trying to make somebody understand something. YouTube, are you there? <laughs> Listen. The first gift that manifested in me when I was six years old was deliverance. Mm. The seeing was always there, but I'm talking about the gift because there's the gift of deliverance. Mm. Every believer should be able to cast out a demon, but there is the gift of deliverance. Mm-hmm. Whereby we, great, wicked, and powerful spirits cannot mess with you mm-hmm. because God gave you something to deal with that. Amen. Glory be to the living Jesus. So listen to me. Who you follow matters just as much. Today I want I'm gonna leave you with that because we've been on for for two hours, right? For for more than two hours, huh? Jesus Christ! Hey, yeah. Now we 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 went too long today. Those on YouTube, I want you to subscribe. Those on 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 Facebook, subscribe to my YouTube. Every single person watching, please subscribe. And, and make sure you have your notification on and share this so that more people and comment, rewatch and comment. Make sure you put your comment. I make this channel grow because it's very important for people to get these materials. It's, it's so important, people. Mm-hmm. It's really important, especially in this day and time. Somebody needs to hear the authentic word of God. Amen. Amen. The anointed word of God that can change people. It's very necessary. <laughs> 
you said something to me yesterday. Yes. You said that times like this, those who are not spiritual will focus on gifts and all these things, not yes. the word of God. Exactly. Say that again, Prophet. That's so true. That is so true. Say it again, Prophet. He said to me yesterday, he says, in times like now, those who are not spiritual will focus on other things rather mm. than the word of God. That's true. In fact, the sign of a mature child of God is the word of God. The, the place of the word of God in their life. Because like an example with me here, to be honest with you, I'm very gifted by God. But I teach more. Not because I don't have a gift, because I understand what actually gets you to where God wants you to be. Amen. Right now, I just want everybody to go to prophetlovi.com. We're about to pray. I want you to grab a, a gift for God. Show your love to God. David said something. He said, I cannot give something to God that doesn't cost me. Be somebody that gives God something that means something to you. I'm going to pray for you uh, in, a, in about two minutes. I'm going to let him play something, uh, uh, play something and we're going to give to God and then I'm going to pray for you. But I want you to remember above all the lessons that you have heard before we pray. Let it enter your heart and say, Lord, I really want to carry the anointing because without the anointing, what? There's, the Christianity is fake. Mm -hmm. If there is no power, it's fake. If there is no presence of God, it's fake. The anointing gives the gospel evidence. Say, say that again, doctor, professor of, of revelation and theology. Say it again. That's deep. I said the anointing gives the gospel evidence, proof. Proof of what you're talking about. Uh, it shows proof of what you're talking about. He's going to play something. I want you to go to prophetlovey.com and find any gift that you want to give to God, but let it mean something to you. And we're going to pray. And tomorrow I'll come back and I'll teach the, last, the, the four last points that I want to add. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're so mighty, but you're full of compassion You're the giver of a life everlasting You're the savior of the world, Messiah All I need, I find in you, provider Worthy, wonderful, awesome, powerful Glory, glory my heart sings, perfect suffering king, God of everything. Glory, glory to you. I lift my hands to worship. I lift my eyes to seek your holy face. I lift my voice. 
to honor you, yeah There's no one else like you, Lord I lift you I don't understand your love, you're so patient You surround me with your grace, it's amazing Forgiving the way that I've been and you changing the old me, old me didn't know who I could be till you show me Worthy, wonderful, awesome, powerful Glory, glory to you My heart sings perfect, sovereign king God of everything Glory, glory So now we are going to pray for people, son. Amen. And uh, we're going to pray for people. I just want you to give a small testimony, mm -hmm. genuinely. In fact, my son just surprised me. Mm -hmm. This my son is a deep giver. This one, I know I I can't show Andrew on the camera because he's sitting on the other side. When he went downstairs, he went to get a seat because he also wants to give to God. Mm -hmm. And I've mm -hmm. taught my son; he's only ten, and he's a deep giver, deep. Amen. Amen. And because if he cannot receive what is in his father, if he doesn't exercise whatever, there's no shortcut even for him. Elias is not his father. Love is the father. Mm -hmm. So love has to train him to learn to follow Elias. It's very important. So as he's growing prophetically, it really warms my heart every time he does that because it shows that he's understanding day by day. And that he's not familiar with the yeah, exactly. He's not familiar with it. Just because he's dad doesn't mean that I get what dad has. It doesn't mean that. There's a price. Yeah. There's absolutely a price. So I want to, you to give like in a summary, like in 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. What do you think, how do you think God has impacted your life since you've been close? Mm. Genuine. Uh, to be honest, um, Mm. You always have to be honest. To be honest, <laughs> being close to you and seeing the way that God actually works in this life um, is the most valuable thing I've ever encountered. You can ask gels, you can ask cloud. I talk about it all the time. Like I'm so grateful to see God moving in a human. Mm to see the way that you are with your family, with your friends, with your sons, your daughters, your, your 
um, with us, um, even with animals, I get to see God in a person daily. And like when even every night when I go to sleep, I'm just like blown away because all I ever wanted was to see God for real in life. Um, that's deep. So that's, that's very true. deep. That's extra deep. Ish. Uh, <laughs> uh, I saw Prophet Glovis shed a tear. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that's deep. And that's why God wants you to follow somebody so that you can emulate something. I'm always, re I'm always reminded. And I'm always reminded by, by uh, Prophet EJ, what he told me. He told me this. He said, you know, the first time I spoke to you on the phone, I hung up the phone and I went and I cried and I had to repent because I felt like I spoke to Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm like, <laughs> but there is a certain effect that when you truly desire to follow God, there's somebody that God puts in your life for you to see him. It's not saying that I am God. No, I'm definitely not Jesus, but I carry God and that should show if the people around you cannot see Jesus, then the Jesus you carry is questionable. If the people around you cannot see Jesus, then the Jesus you carry is very questionable. So tomorrow we'll go deeper in this topic. But right now I want to pray for everybody. I want to pray for you and I want you to know that you're in the right place by the grace of Almighty God. Amen. Father, I stretch my hand to pray for everybody at home. And I pray that, Lord, they will have an experience with you whereby the anointing will actually become part of their life. It will not just be something they heard about, something somebody mentioned, but it will actually become a reality that they live by and they experience. Lord, let these lessons that you taught me, let them also practice them so that they can enter into what you have called them to do. Let them be people of power, especially in these days where there is so much darkness in the world. Let them be the light. Where there is no salt, there is no flavor. Everybody wants to have the same thing. Everybody wants to be the same. Father, let them be salt. Let them be the flavor that everybody will chase after. But at the same time, let them not be the sugar of the earth where everybody can enjoy. Let them be the salt that cures the wound, that kills infections. Let them be those that will change the world. I thank you, Father, that this is done in the mighty and powerful name of the living Jesus. Amen. God bless you. This is Prophet Elias, and I will see you again tomorrow. Shalom, shalom.